Hello, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and also a channel. I do readings, tutoring, I write books and natal reports, and I uh, do a lot of channeling original audio for healing and meditation. All of these things are available through tdjacobs.com. You can support this original audio project at the right of my profile page here on SoundCloud. This MP3 today is just under an hour long, and it is the introduction to the Intuitive Skills 1 development course that I teach. Typically, this overview of the class and this explanation of symbolic sight is for class itself, but I decided to make this almost hour-long MP3 available to you so you have a chance to know for certain if this class is for you. And getting into that model of giving an introduction away for free so people can really experience uh, or get a sense of my intentions and my process and, and how I actually uh, do things. Because I want you to know. So this is almost an hour long. You don't have to listen to the whole thing to know if it's absolutely for you or terrifically not for you. But you have the opportunity, and I wanted to, uh, to extend that to you. Included in this is uh, what I think is kind of an extended meditation. It's maybe 15 or 20 minutes. It's kind of a long thing. So if you are listening to this MP3 while you are driving or operating a construction crane or something like this, just beware. Don't get too into it because uh, it is a meditation that includes a slight bit of energy work and altered consciousness. So just be aware of that. You can listen to it, but just don't uh, play along quite as uh, deftly or adeptly if you, as if you were uh, sitting at home or something. So this is an eight-week class that's a tour of your chakras, which means to say a tour of your life history and your health on all levels, a tour of your karmic journey, uh, a tour of your consciousness, and how that how that creates your life. I love teaching this class because the light bulbs that go off in people's heads are sometimes profound. And as I said, it's a tour of the chakras, digging through your emotional history, um, with an aim to unearth what needs to be gotten rid of so that you can be more clear. Now it's called Intuitive Skills Development Course, and the way to develop intuitive skills is to um, address the garbage that covers up intuition. Every single human is intuitive. So that's what's going on here. The next course begins January 24th. The dates are on tdjacobs.com. Go to the courses page. Uh, go to store and then courses. Also on my site calendar. They'll be there. And um, registration is open to the general public as of uh, December 1st, I'm extending it uh, to my uh, subscribers to my monthly service as of uh, November 22nd, so they'll have a few days to, uh, to register early if they want to make sure to, uh, to guarantee a spot. So I'm excited to do this also because I've always done this, the Intuitive Skills 1 development course, knowing that there was an Intuitive Skills Development 2 somewhere in my mind. And a couple of months ago, I sat down and meditated on this and got several ideas for what this is going to look like. And so I'm just going to vaguely, benignly announce it now, not officially. 
it's going to take all the principles in this course, um, symbolic sight, understanding the energy system, understanding consciousness, how karma comes up, how to change it, you know, how to address health issues in your own body. And intuitive skills level two will add in evolutionary astrology so that you can really learn how I do energy medical astrology. It's like quantum energy medical astrology. There is a history of medical astrology, and what I'm doing adds to it significantly with the information from the Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin, as well as Archangel Metatron. So that is, is going to come probably in just under a year. The first uh, set of that will be open for a small group of people who have done the uh, Intuitive Skills 1 class. So anyway, this starts January 21st. First is level one, and I'm terribly excited to, uh, to welcome six people uh, to come into my world. And you can read all about the details and uh, how to sign up at tdjacobs.com on the courses page. I hope you enjoy this. This course is designed to teach you and support you in changing your experience of yourself. The idea of who you are, the experience of who you are. When we really get into the, the, the chakra stuff, we're going to be using symbolic sight, which uh, Carolyn Mace defines in her book. And I work with every time I talk to a person, every time I hear anything from anybody, I'm, I'm listening for the symbolism and for the thing behind what they're saying. Um, and so we're going to get a lot into symbolic sight. And, um, but using that, you can undo certain ideas of who you are and put more in play and in place who you want to be, who you know you are but want to express for whatever reason, haven't felt free to do so, or something like this. And so um, over the next 10 weeks, we're going to be getting a lot into the symbolism of everything. <laughs> the symbolism of everything. Because what happens is you have an experience and then there's an emotion that gets attached to it, or you have an emotion as a result, and then an idea about the cause of it or a belief about it gets attached and then you're holding a belief which vibrates bring it to me again and then you have the experience again and you say see it was always like this or why does this terrible thing keep happening and it's all about the energies that we carry so using symbolic sight we can understand all of that uh, for me this is a lot about emotions now events occur you know facts occur things happen and we can let it go or we can give a lot of meaning and therefore power to the emotions that we have as a result of what happened. Then what we feel and believe it means about us. And this is, by the way, karma. Karma happens because events occur and then we feel in response to those events. Sometimes our emotional bodies are scratched or dented or imprinted or there's like a label written on it or something, you know, some graffiti or something. Um, like life is never supportive or parents don't love me or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Nobody understands me. I'm always alone. Whatever it is, there's like scribbling on the walls of our emotional body. And then those create further vibrations. And then the more that we cycle through, oh, see, it happened again. That's always my, that's my life or whatever. That's karma. Karma is a solidified belief that cycles through. We think it means it's real because it keeps happening. 
even if we don't talk a lot about specific karma or karmas in your charts, we will be looking at those things in your life. Because any pattern that exists in your life that you don't like is the result of something in your energy field. I, I love I, uh, certain parts of Anatomy of the Spirit, you know, I kind of gloss over a little bit, but certain parts I really love reading. And, you know, I really have my eyes opened when she is writing about your, essentially you're an energetic being. Like energy is the, the source of everything. Energy affects physicality. The physical body cannot help but manifest what's happening in the energy field. And so all this has implications for health issues of all kinds, uh, including why certain injuries and accidents happen. Uh, as well as relationship patterns and money patterns and love and sex and self-respect and self-care and all kinds of things. So we can alter our experience by altering our beliefs. And it's it's when I first, when Jehudi first told me that years ago, the Ascended Master, I didn't believe that because I had seen a pattern in my life of certain things and I really felt strongly that they were what they were, you know, that, that my um, descriptor, my description was was real. And so really having to come, overcome that was a great growth opportunity. And that's what I want, you know, that's what I want to have happen here for you guys. Whatever it persists regarding these different seven chakras, you know, I want to really get into. And that's why we have a confidentiality, because I want you to feel free to be honest and open so we can really get down to it. You may not have an issue in every chakra. You know, you may not have any issue with the third chakra or the second or the first or the fourth. Or the, you may, you might have a week where not much happens. Um, and that's, that's fine. Don't worry. Don't think there's something wrong. You may have, you know, five things happen every week that are challenging. Uh, and that would simply mean that there's a lot ready to be resolved for you. As you have paid me money to do this course, you have already set one level of intention. And as I say to you, next week we're going to do the root chakra, please read that chapter, etc. This coming week, you will start to experience root chakra issues, or you'll start to see what in the root chakra needs to be resolved. You can read about the symbolism of that in the book, and we'll talk extensively about it next week. But just be aware that as soon as we end a call, you're already in the next week of the course, and whatever about the next chakra might need to come up will come up. It's kind of like you set this intention, you paid this money, so it starts. And for some of you, you may have had some invitations about your own intuition or about, do, do, you know, respect you do or don't have for yourself or self-care. Like you might have had stuff like that come up over the last five, six, seven, eight weeks. So you can even think about, you know, what's been going on for you the last five or six weeks um, about how you see yourself. You know, how you see your patterns in your life, how you relate to people and what you think it means that, the, uh, you know, the ways they relate to you. The process in one way has already begun because you, you, you exchanged energy to participate. And so the process can start. And it's kind of a magical thing. And that, that's one of the other things I really want to get through to you during this course is how important it is and how, how empowering it is to have intentions, to be clear about where your energy is going and to be open to receiving what works for you, but to have that level of intentionality helps life help you figure things out and and work with what comes to you. On, on one level, a lot of this class is exploring what people, people who aren't initiated or people who don't, who aren't open to this stuff would think is 
baloney or magic, depending on where they fall, where they fall on the on the fence, um, wh whether it's amazing and inexplicable or it's nonsensical and a waste of time. You know, your experience of yourself will change. So you will have a certain perspective. You know, you'll have a perspective of, of this has always been a problem. And then we're going to talk about it, work on it, do energy work, give you affirmations and teach you how to see what's really happening with this symbolic site. And uh, and you'll change it. And then you'll realize it's not magic. It has everything to do with, you know, certain things we're going to talk about. As I said, for me, this is a lot about emotions because I recognize very clearly the link between how we feel and what we think and then what we think and what we're vibrating and feeling and then how we broadcast those signals out to the universe around us. It is true that what we think creates our reality, what we believe creates our reality. And it's also true that what we feel creates our reality. Belief, as it turns out, is integrally related or tied to or wrapped up with, entangled with, um, thought and emotion. So belief, thought, and emotion work in these cycles where I feel something. So I'm opening the door for some experience to come to me. I don't like it. I'm angry. And then I think that I'm being punished for something, you know, some kind of crazy thing that, that our, our little kid brains, no matter how adult we are, you know, these parts of us that don't really grasp, you know, all these things we're going to learn the cycles of things that we perceive what happens to us and why, and that we feel about it. And that because we're feeling, we've drawn more of it. So there's a lot of cycles that happen with that. And we are constantly vibrating something. And one of the, one of the goals of, of mine for this course is to help you see where you're vibrating Anything that's related to I'm small, I can't do this, I wish I could do that, um, I regret doing that, I judge myself, I feel shame, I don't know if I have the right to be here, you know, anything like that that's in your space, my intention is to gently and lovingly root that out and work with it so that you can begin vibrating more intentionally. Now, we're all adults here, but we all also had childhoods and... We had childhoods when we didn't have the same level of consciousness, awareness, spiritual sophistication, and wisdom that we have now. So there are things that you are intending and that you are trying to get done, and that you are working in your life, that perhaps some inner kid blocks because of a fear or because of a resistance or... A, a pain about something or something like that doesn't want to risk or doesn't want to risk receiving something unhappy or negative or doesn't want to be judged wants to be loved so we, they actually ed edit our behavior and this is how you're doing something and suddenly you're watching yourself start to derail it or sabotage it and it makes no sense to you no this is really what i want to do and that's that's how that works so we're going to be working with that kind of thing too because those vibrations are affecting what you're actually creating in your life and how you're actually experiencing things. And one example can be, this is actually something from my own experience where I say, this is the kind of relationship that I want. And I'm very intentional and I'm very great. I'm great about how I make this list. It comes from a loving place. It's kind of this quality of experience, communication, honesty, intensity, like real, you know, it's a good list. And then nothing happens and I have to get to the place where I can observe that a little kid part of me 
who got bullied quite a lot, is not open to receiving. So I'm saying, hey, I want to play with people, but the little kid has a wall up and, and you know, has a, has a shield up and doesn't want to risk being hurt. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, and, and sometimes when, we're, when I'm looking at your, your field and your life, I may say, you know, let's say there are 200 parts of you. There's two in the back of the auditorium, two in the back of the bus who are upset. And it can be that, you know, one part out of hundreds out of what hundreds of pieces of us or subpersonalities or elements of, of self vibrate, I don't want that. And that would prevent the thing from coming to us. Uh, if you've gotten to the place where you want to take this course, you, you probably explored affirmations and setting intentions and opening, you know, to receive and what maybe, maybe some things like this. And, but this next step is understanding why certain parts of you block it and helping them overcome that. And that's how we really get to manifestation. Like we don't, we don't really we don't manifest what we really want and need and what's important to us by focusing on it without dealing with these parts of us. So a huge part of this course will be looking at what you resist. I may say at some point, you know, that th the story you're telling us, um, you, you know, you're hereby officially invited to forgive the other person or something. And maybe you even have tried to do that or think you have done it, but it's still vibrating you know, closed and I'm not doing it. And we're going to work on all those things and really get down in there. I do want you to understand that while we're going to look at stuff, we're always going to be gentle and compassionate and understanding. And that's going to be one of the intentions that I ask you to set when we do our meditation in a few minutes. Uh, because there are parts of us that need to speak, that crave to speak, you know, like we we um, are watching a movie and some situation unfolds and we get a tear in our eye and we just want to, you know, we want to like express something or feel something, but we don't. And so I want to, uh, I want to make sure you understand that while I am a Scorpio and I do look at things as directly as possible, I also do so with, with kindness and compassion and I want you to join me, to join me with that. So all parts of you know that uh, everything's fine and that uh, you're all in it together and it's, everything's okay. One of the things we're going to get into is that you're an energetic being, as we're talking about, and your soul is a portion of divine consciousness. You've probably heard that from me in various ways, me or the beings I channel. And the soul actually seeds the vibrations, like certain vibrations that you unconsciously emanate, you broadcast. And that's about the life themes that your soul needs you to explore, you know, confidence, boundaries, saying yes and no, relationships, money, you know, um, strength, nurturing, having a family, like having a spiritual side, belief, religion, whatever, all these different life themes that we may have, your chart describes what those are, what your soul is, is having you vibrate unconsciously. But you start that way in every life, vibrating. Meaning in every life, you're a screaming, squirming baby, and you're already vibrating certain experiences to come to you. So in a bunch of lives, things have come to you without your conscious intent. And so one of my other goals is to help you through using your chart just a little bit, uh, just enough, <laughs> is to help you understand the themes that your soul is vibrating. I have done some, I think, some sound bites or readings for some of you. And so you maybe have heard those themes before, and we'll cover them very briefly in that case. But, but um, 
the you are vibrating your soul is vibrating through your body like your it's really amazing that you're vibrating any of these experiences and then you are deeply emotionally affected by it and then the whole cycle of karma belief and not being open to things or refusing things and that's that's how that gets started but i want to point out to you that it is the cycle of if i give meaning to this experience then it'll vibrate if i fear this if i hate this if i am averse to it if i reject it but it's also true that even when you don't do that, you are unwittingly vibrating everything into your life. And so we're going to talk about that too and using symbolic sight to understand patterns of things that even aren't difficult. Because there are patterns that are just, they're helpful, they're supportive, they're nudging, they pique curiosity. Uh, so we're going to come at it from that, that other angle too. Like you can look at any pattern in your life and understand that it's being vibrated to you because of what you're vibrating. So that's those are those are some of the things uh, we're really excited to get into here. So related to that, kind of extending that, there are always two ways to look at things, and one is through the human mind or our human eyes, and the other is through what I call our spiritual eyes. Everybody has a situ uh, some situation in his or her life that is perplexing or painful or you know confusing, and there is always that symbolic thing that can help us understand it. Like, what does it symbolize? And again, we're going to get into it every week with each of you. So I'm going to ask you to be willing to look behind apparent reality in order to see the cause of things. And what that means is being willing to detach a little bit from the emotions that come up and it's easier said than done until you learn how to really get grounded so if you don't have the 13 minute grounding meditation or you don't have your own practice of, of intentionally grounding to the earth and sharing energy with the earth um, then i'm going to ask you to use that it's linked from my homepage. i think i sent it to you uh, in that email this week but getting grounded is really important we're going to talk about it constantly and we're going to and, and and the future calls we're going to start each call with a grounding meditation to, to do some clearing related to the themes of the week. To be open to seeing the cause, we have to be humble and we have to have some humility and trust that there is, I mean, not to be too corny or preachery, but there's a divine order, that there is something happening. You know, can, you know, I think of it as that thing that we're vibrating, that our soul requires that we learn. Our soul commands that we learn something. And so it happens. It comes to us. And then we learn how to navigate it, or we fall on our faces, or we cry, or we get angry, or we leave. Whatever it is, we have a response. And as we talk about things, the responses will come up. You know, if you're thinking about sadness, you may tear up. If you're, you know, if I ask you to forgive somebody, you might get really angry and that's all fine, but I want you to be willing to be grounded so that you can have some detachment and see behind, um, you know, see behind what, what appears to be happening. Every painful thing that's really impacted you is actually come to you because of what you're vibrating. I need to experience, I need to encounter this theme. I need to encounter this kind of dynamic. So I want to, that's part of the thing about changing this idea of who you are, changing the experience of who you are. And if I say to you at this point, you know, what do you really want your life to be like? You know, assuming it's not, you know, absolutely perfect in your mind's eye. But if I say, you know, what are your goals? Where do you want to be in five years? What What's important to you? What kind of world do you want to live in? How do you want to change the world? If you do, which everybody does to some degree, 
I might get edited answers because parts of you don't know how to own what you want or something like this. So you have an idea of who you are. And for some people, like I always wanted to write a book, right? I was actually one of those people until I wrote a book. Um, I didn't know I was going to write a book. I just wanted to. I didn't know how to get there. Um, but like having this dream, I want to do this. I want to travel. I want to whatever it is. To get to the place where we can really own that and 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 release and relieve and heal the parts of us that are holding on to resistance to it, that's another that's another part of this, and that requires the humility to to be willing to see that. And so this involves overcoming reactivity as well. You know, some people can cry at the drop of a hat. Other people can get angry at the drop of a hat. Like, like these are these are all reactions. And I and as we do some of the energy work and meditations, I'm going to be teaching you some things about how not to uh, lose energy in those ways. So, I just want to point out to you as part of the intention setting process today, just be aware whether this works into your own intention or not. I want you to know this is my intention that you learn to to own your energy and manage your energy in a better way so that you have more of it to use to create the life you want to create. Along the way, you're going to hear you're going to hear me and or Jehudi or your guides through me saying things like I would love for you to rewrite the history of why that happened. And that's about changing the narrative attached to an event. So an event occurs, but then we interpret it, and that's where the belief and the emotion comes in. So you're going to get uh, multiple uh, invitations to not hold on to what you're feeling or thinking. And I really want to be clear that even when you are very intentional that to be open and to change and grow and let everything go, I really want you to be easy and gentle with yourself when you're not willing to let it go. So I might say, this happens in client sessions all the time where where I um I work with the guides or I'm I'm looking for the right phrasing and I'm kind of going on this path and I'm looking and I finally found the right phrasing of some affirmation or some thing and I say please make this self-interested decision and they can't and they've been open the whole time but we actually just touched the raw nerve we touched the thing that is really the problem so I really want you to be okay with the fact that sometimes you're not going to be willing to move through something right in that moment. Like sometimes you are not going to be ready to do that. And I want you to be okay with that. I want you to just know that it's fine to be resistant because that is us hearing what went wrong or what still hurts. And we can't wish away what hurts. We have to be willing to hold space for it and feel it and then change our minds about why things have happened and release some energy, which we'll be doing every week in the meditations. So we're going to do a grounding meditation. If um, if you've done something like this before, uh, whether with me or through the tools that I offer, um, uh, cool. If you haven't done it before, uh, just explore it and see what you know. Explore it and see what happens. And if it if it doesn't work or it's not easy, it's okay. You can send me an email later or ask me a question after we're done about how to help it work better. Um, but we're going to be connecting to the earth, and then I'm going to um, ask you to let me and my guides come in to help remove some energies or clear some things that will help us get started. And um, if you really don't want to give us permission to do that, that's okay. You always have uh, the option. Like I say, you have the option not to let go of something, you know, if something's challenging or you need more time to process it. Same thing today. 
if they say let's do some it's probably going to be Judy and Metatron and um, it, it's not going to be terribly intense it might be 20 minutes though um, and it will definitely do what it can to alter your consciousness temporarily to help us get on the same page in certain ways um, but if you don't want to give them permission that's okay too it's always okay I'd like for you to uh, for you all to close your eyes and I'd like for you to let your breathing be easy and relaxed but full and I want you to do a, a brief scan of your body just kind of be aware of the different parts of your body and see where there may be tension or heat or muscle soreness or a weird feeling or a twitch just notice all the things that are going on in your body and decide that it's all okay And then I'd like for you to decide to let go of some stress that's come up the last few days or today, the last week or so. I want you to decide that you don't need that stress to tell you who you are going forward. Now I'd like you to begin sending cords from the bottoms of your feet and your root chakra down into the earth. And this is the part that is sometimes strange for people who haven't done it quite a lot. So that's why I say just try it and see what it does. If you feel like that's weird or it doesn't work, then please set the intention to welcome the energy of the earth to come meet you and to come into your body. And this is getting grounded. And what it does is it helps us think more clearly. It helps us be less reactive. It helps us be clearer about what belongs to us and what doesn't belong to us. I mean, it helps a million things. I'll just name a few more. Um, it helps us be more intuitive. And practicing this over time will naturally open up intuitive abilities, even if you didn't take this class. Taking the class is a way to kind of supercharge the process by being active and intentional. Uh, but grounding to the earth will naturally shift the, the way that your energy field and therefore consciousness flows and functions. So I always want you to be grounded to the earth. I want you to do this every day, it, you know, twice a day, ideally. Uh, when you get up before your day starts and then before you go to sleep, like when your day is done. And uh, but ideally, I want you to be connected to the earth in a general, gentle way all the time. I want you to train yourself to do that. And one example that this helps is. I have the ability to speak more quickly than most people can understand me. And you probably hear it come out once in a while. But when I'm grounded, I can be very intentional about the rate of speech and people understand me. But I've had a thousand times over the years, until the last you know six or eight years, when people couldn't understand what I was saying because the energy was just flowing out of me verbally so quickly. So little things like that, it helps as well. And uh, the earth always slows us down. And it can help us tune into what's really important for us. Because the Earth's energy is not extraneous. It's not texting, emailing, playing on a computer, checking our phone every five minutes. That's not the energy of the Earth. That's the brain being over overactivated. So breathing the energy of the Earth fully up into your body, whether through cords or simply opening and inviting that energy in, I want you to decide that you're willing to be free of the energies of other people that you may have picked up recently. 
for whatever reason, their emotions, comments, their energies, their attitudes and beliefs, their sad stories or their happy stories. Decide that you can't use the energies of other people to tell you who you are anymore. Then gather them in the center of your space, in the center of your field, and decide to send them down through the cores of the earth and push them there, send them there, and thank the earth for receiving them. And if you would like for me and my friends to come in and to help this process, uh, now will be the time to give us permission. And uh, so feel free. And if you say no, thank you, then it simply wouldn't work. Okay. So all debris goes down into the earth. Everything that doesn't belong to you, decide you cannot use it going forward to tell you who you are and send it down through the cords into the earth. Think about someone you spoke with earlier today. Think about someone you spent time with this week. Somebody you perhaps tried to avoid but had to run into anyway. Somebody you wished hadn't called because you didn't check the caller ID and you answered and had to talk to that person and it would have been much better if you hadn't or much better not to have to deal with that person's energy even if you love him or her. Anything like that, the energies of other people. Decide to gather them in the center of your space. Thank the earth in advance for receiving them and then push them down into the earth because you cannot use them to tell you who you are going forward. I want you to make the decision that you are an energetic being in a physical body learning about what that means. It's a very generic thing. I want you to decide that you are a work in progress, as is every human, and that you're okay with this. I want you to decide to be gentle with yourself and with all parts of you who need to speak during this course and going forward in general. Any part of you that needs to emote, speak, resist something, have a comment, ask a question that sounds silly or that you're really sure is stupid or silly, decide to be kind and compassionate with every part of you no matter what happens. I want you to decide that you are willing to give yourself the benefit of the doubt when you make a mistake or when you do something with not enough information and it doesn't go well. And I want you to decide to be willing to forgive yourself for past mistakes, failures, or not living up to what is considered your potential. Be willing to forgive yourself for these situations in the past and the present. Be 
We tend to repeat things when we do this, so bear with us. Please decide that you are willing to be compassionate and understanding with yourself as you would be with anybody else on this call. Giving that person, and therefore you, the benefit of the doubt that he or she is a work in progress. I think I'm picking up on the Pudu and Virgo in, in a couple of you because it's like I can feel little bits of resistance. And, feel, and so like the invitation to forgive, the invitation to be okay with what things are like and the work in progress is very, very important here. Very, very important here. Good, 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 good. Thank you. <laughs> so breathing that energy of the earth fully up into your body. Deciding once again to let go of stress and the energies of others that may have been picked up or accumulated the last few days. And give a quick scan to see if your body in general or specific feels differently than when we started this 10 minutes ago. I feel you as a collective, as a group, I feel us a little lighter, which is what I wanted to get to. Okay, now the next step, I want you to please decide that over the course of this uh, workshop, this, this course together, I want you to decide that you are willing to feel all that needs to be felt in order to move through things and grow and release. You're willing to feel your feelings. And please decide you're willing to welcome to the table all parts of you, even if they have unhappy or negative or disruptive things to say. Decide that you're strong enough to be compassionate with all parts of you all the time. Breathing that energy of the earth fully up into your body again, I want you to decide to open a little more to this energy, to relax a little more to the supportive energy of the earth, and to thank the earth for always being there. And I want you to understand that this tool is available to you 24-7 no matter what's happening. And I want to encourage you to understand that long-term use of this will radically alter your life. Connecting to the earth in this way Deciding to relax and receive the support of the supportive energy of the earth is important here. Most of us don't have that conception of the earth as a single being that has one consciousness. Sometimes we do. But when we really get into that, it can be overwhelming because of how fantastically giant the earth is. It can be a little overwhelming. I have I have uh, overwhelmed issues when I really look deep into the ocean at night <laughs> and when I see mountains at night when the sun goes down. And I, I have a sense of overwhelm because it is fantastically giant. But if we decide to trust it and we decide to allow its supportive energy to come in, then we have a new source of support. So extending that, I want you to decide to receive input 
and support and guidance and suggestions from your spirit guides, from your intuition, your higher self, from any beings that are hanging out that will, that are willing to help you, and from me. And then I want you to decide to pick and choose what vibrates as true and then do those things. So be open to support, but be willing to pick and choose what works best for you. There may be times when I, on behalf of other beings, <laughs> are, uh, am, am doing something on a call where I'm saying, to get to move through this, you must do this. And I want you to understand that, that um, you can take your time with that, and you can modify how you do that. I don't want you to take what I'm saying as an absolute direct command that you are a loser if you don't do it or you're failing if you don't do it. I don't want you to have that. So I want you to be open to receiving support and input and then to do what you're willing to do and to work with what works best for you. And extending that, I want you to decide to trust your intuition. If you don't already, then decide that you are willing to learn how to do so. And I am going to step in one more time with my posse, and we're going to do a, little, a couple things to support this as we continue. Being willing is paramount. So again, at different times, I may tell you you need to do something or ask you to be willing to, to, to do something. You may not be willing. You may be resistant. And I want you to be okay with that and decide that you are, you know, in those times, I'll probably bring this up. Then if you can't do it today, please decide that in time, you are willing to get there. And it may be a challenge, but you're willing to get there. I've had a number of these in my development. And I don't know if anyone told me that being anyone until um, the Ascended Master, that being willing to change is a nice compromise in the short term. Sometimes we're not done being angry about something that happened, or we're not done judging ourselves, or we're not done feeling hurt that somebody hurt us. You know, we're not done being being pained, in the, and we're not done with the identity that's attached to what happened. And Judy's the first one because one of his faces is Saint Germain, who is the keeper of the violet flame of forgiveness. So he's constantly holding space open for us to release judgment and to forgive ourselves. And he is the one who said, then decide that you're willing. And that opens the door gently when the time is right. And I have had things where it was years between when I was told I needed to get rid of something or shed an idea. And, uh, I wasn't able to do that for five or six years. That's happened, I, th I can think of two times right away. Actually longer with one of them, more like 10 years with one of them. And we have to be okay with that because to set it up that you have to do it today or it's or you fail, or that, that doesn't work. That's not loving. So willingness is very important. Okay. So why don't you just take a few seconds 
and uh, just breathe the energy of the earth fully up into your body again. Put your full attention on that. Letting it fill up your body. And on your exhales, decide that you're getting rid of everything that you don't need going forward. Don't have to catalog anything. Don't have to remember or know anything. The flashes of certain interactions or conversations may come up, but you don't have to focus on them. Now we're coming closer to the end of this meditation, but I would like for you to take a moment and think about what patterns are vexing you right now. What elements of life or what situations or communication problems or relationship dynamics, you know, existing or from the past that that are vexing you, that are following you around. I want you to think about things specific things in your life that need resolution that you perhaps haven't been ready to resolve or haven't yet known how to. I want you to decide to bring those to the table willingly as we work on these issues and we work on these chakras and these stories over the next 10 weeks. And I want you to decide once again that you're strong enough to be compassionate with all parts of you and that you're willing to feel what you feel. And uh, we're going to resolve things together. You're going to learn how to resolve them in healthy ways. And I want you to set an intention for this course. And I want it to be worded in a kind, gentle way. So not something specific like, I want to figure out how to get over this stupid thing, but I'm ready to move through this challenging thing. I'm ready to understand the sources of pain in my life and to move through them. I'm ready to alter my history. I'm ready to get to know myself as a conscious being and not just the sum of my history. Something like this. I want you to work on this for a moment in your mind. And if your notebook is nearby, I want you to When you come up with something, I want you to write it down for yourself, but I want you to focus on the opportunity to, uh, you know, set an intention for this course that's going to help you. You can think about what motivated you to do it and work on that right now for for a minute or two, and then I'll let you know when we're going to come back. So so if you need to open your eyes to do that, that's fine, because we're coming close to the end of the meditation. But I want you to be in that space when you do this.
And when you're done with that, just close your eyes again and go back into this space. Breathe the energy of the earth fully up into your body. We're not going to formally end this because we're going to then open our eyes and start talking and we're going to have a discussion of some things. Um, uh, so when we do these every week, I'm not going to end the meditation and have you exit the space because I want to have you be in this space as much as possible. I want to give you some examples of symbolic sight. You may be familiar with this. I mean, Mace gives dozens of examples in her book, but I want to give you some examples from my, my work with people, maybe perhaps even from my own life and and also from uh, some stuff I've been doing with my mom lately on health issues. Because I, I also want you to understand that all this stuff, you know, Carolyn Mace does medical intuitive work. Uh, and I want you to also see the links between consciousness and ideas and beliefs and situations, as well as physical manifestations, including health issues. This is a huge part of the work that I do, where somebody says, um, I'm having this issue, I tune in, I look at the chakra, and I don't do it quite the way Mace does, but I allow emotions to come up, and that's just the tool I use, because I, I do mediumship with my heart, uh, so I don't hear stuff, I feel stuff when I, when I do that. Um, and then the same thing with this, and I'll let an image come to me, and I'll allow it to be there, and then I can help this, the person see that. And I'm having this thing with my mom where I'm doing 15 or 20 minutes of energy work for her almost every day for the last two and a half or three weeks. And it's it was a little experiment, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about that because it's it's really it's actually really really important. Several times lately, I've worked with clients who are looking for a job. They call me because they're running out of savings and they're applying frantically for jobs, and they are not getting the response. They're not getting the response. One one woman actually would get hired and then let go two days later. Hired. Another place a week later, work for three weeks and get let go. Weird, weird scenarios. And in each of these cases, it's been, I think, four in the last three or four months, four people. They are frantically applying for jobs. They're generating fear. So they're in the fear. They can't see that energy. So they're like, why am I getting all these rejections? Why am I having all these problems? And it's because they're generating fear. So the symbolic side is, um, it comes in there with, you're getting nothing. Why are you getting nothing? Because you're sending out fear and the universe doesn't know how to respond with nice things. So there's like one basic kind of symbolism. Like you're generating fear, you're angry, you're upset, you're afraid about money. Uh, you're willing, and this has come up a lot, I'll take anything at this point. And when you say that, the universe can't work with you. <laughs> the universe can't work with you because you're not, you don't, you don't have any standards. You don't have any boundaries. You don't, you don't, you don't respect yourself. You're not having any sense of will to make an assertion. So anyway, so that's that's one general thing. And related to that can be not attracting money. I do teach that course. I think I know Russell's taken it. And I'm, uh, I teach a course, uh, Energy is Money is Energy, and kind of explaining all these concepts about love is money and money is love, but not in the way we've been trained to think. Like having money doesn't mean you're lovable, but but receiving, being willing to receive love makes money come to you. And um, and. We need to open, as I mentioned, my own thing with this is the kind of partner I want, but I couldn't couldn't attract that. And it was because a little kid within me was vibrating. I don't want to receive more abuse. 
So that's like another way to look at the symbolic site. Kind of moving through this quickly, I just want to give you a variety of different things. Um, a client a few years ago uh, had Neptune conjunct her north node natally. And for me, that means that Neptune seems missing in life. It's far away from where we come from, which is the south node. That's what I see in the chart. And then when I talk to her, she says, I have a really bad health issue that my father had, that my kids have, and I'm worried. I don't understand it. And the health issue is uh, intracranial hypertension, which is the fluid that surrounds the brain, too much pressure up there. And there's different different things that come from that, but it's not, none of the things are good. And so I see that Neptune is on the north node. Neptune relates to our crown chakra, the seventh, as we'll explore a little bit. And so in her family system, there's a belief that we can't connect. We, we can't connect to spirit. We don't know what divine is. And when you don't have Neptune, you tend to be very controlling because you don't know how to trust and have faith and relax and surrender to the process of how things work. And, uh, and so I explained this to her. It made sense. We did some energy work and she felt a difference, but she knew that this was the answer and she was going to take it to her kids. She was very excited. The father had already passed away. Um, but just like the symbolism of this part of the body doing that, well, that's pretty literal on the seventh chakra with Neptune on the North node. You're not connecting. And so I taught her this grounding meditation, I taught her this and did some energy work and had her make decisions like we're having you make decisions, you know, I'm willing to be compassionate, etc. Um, having her make decisions that she's willing to find out that this family history isn't the whole story and that she completely, you know, she has the right to connect to spirit and to find out what that means for her and to, and to do that. And it was such that when I explained this to her, she immediately got it in a very Neptunian way. So Neptune's real, but it's not part of her conditioning. And so there's that block in there. That's another example. And then the thing with my mom, I'm going to tell you this in, uh, I mean, it's kind of personal and private for her, but she actually gave me permission to, it's not private. I mean, she actually gave me permission to, to share it with people to help them understand this, this stuff. But, um, one of the, I've been doing this 15, 20 minute thing cause she had a pain in her leg. It was making certain things kind of difficult and then compensating was making her back on the other side, kind of do something stupid. And then I actually fixed it doing energy work for her. But then the other side happened because now everything was straight and the other side kind of got whacked out. It was kind of compensating in the wrong way. So I've been doing all this little bits of work for her for these several weeks and um, teaching her about boundaries and teaching her how to get rid of energy that doesn't belong to her because she's not uh, into all this stuff. She's been listening to me for years, but it's not like her life. Now it is because she's getting this like really direct change every day. One of the things that comes up for her in her life is um, she and her husband have a business together. Her, uh, It's not my dad. It's just my a stepfather. They have a business together and he runs certain parts of it and she runs other parts of it. And when they have to interface and do things together, their styles are very different. And part of her is so exasperated that she actually kind of kind of energetically, emotionally throws her arms up in the air because she can't get through to him and can't get the response she wants. So I've been watching this happen for years. Sometimes it's really hard to go visit because of this, because of this dynamic between them. Like I don't feel comfortable there because I'm very sensitive to energy and there's a lot of conflict about that stuff. We did all this energy work on the second chakra and getting rid of his energies out of her field 
and also um, making the decision that she has the right to say yes, please, to what she likes from, from other people and no thank you to what she doesn't like, which we will be working on during the course because it's, it's central to all second chakra issues and healing that. So we did all this work and I went in and I did like major um, vibratory pulsing in the second chakra and putting in wonderful energy to help kind of raise the baseline and had her made all these wonderful decisions. And it was, re- it was fabulous. Talked to her the next day and she said um, that for, and I didn't know this because we don't talk about, we don't talk about certain things, but she um, said that the next day that she had had for about a year, she'd had urinary incontinence. So she's on her way to the bathroom and it happens against her will. Like she knows she has to go to the bathroom, but then she can't make it in time. And um, apparently it's been happening all the time. But she said that day, after, like several hours after we did that, that particular second chakra thing, and I had her make all these wonderful decisions and be really strong, she said that um, she she went to the bathroom and it went all the way out, like the bladder completely emptied, which is like an energy dump, instead of like a little here, a little there, which was had been normal for her. And the urinary incontinence stopped. So she was raving to me and she was like can we do this every day forever you know she's all like you know this is great this is helping me so much like what a big deal and um and i know that things can come back if our emotions waver or get messed up again i didn't tell her this but i told her well i kind of said you know it may not be gone forever but just be aware that relationship issues are going to trigger this if it were to come back and several days later they went to a, a job uh, and they and they did this job out of town and they worked together and so she came home frustrated and it happened again like three times in a day and uh, so she was very upset about that so we did more work on it and it stopped <laughs> but I had to reinforce to her that her level of intentionality not to throw her arms up in the air is the issue because the bladder is actually a muscle uh, it's not the same kind of muscle as your you know shoulder and neck and jaw muscle but it's a, it's a it's an organ that's muscular and it so she throws her arms up in the air and gives up and the bladder can't hold the the material so I, I taught her about this and helped her understand it and it stopped again and then there was another interaction two or three days later and it happened again and she was very upset because she thought it was gone and so I helped her really see this thing about leaking energy So emotionally, if you throw your arms up in the air or you are exasperated or you're angry or you say, if you throw your arms up in the air or you go, I was always like that or could never change. If you do anything like that, you lose energy. If you say, oh, I don't have the right to say I don't like that or I can't change this, you leak energy. So for her, it was second chakra thing. So a second chakra body organ manifested it, the bladder leaking. It's uh, what I want to point out to you is that it's a work in progress because it's about consciousness. Now I can go into her energy field and fix it for right now, but if tomorrow, which I keep doing, but I'm giving her the better tools also, but tomorrow, if she has an interaction with somebody where she kind of throws her arms up in the air through frustration, then it'll happen again. That's like a more, the most detailed example because, um, it's really recent and it's, I don't have that experience of talking to anybody daily on the phone, especially not a family member, but doing work for my mom every day on the phone. 
uh, is really helping. So I'm, I'm, you know, really learning a lot from uh, a bit because it's not like I'm doing an hour for her once a week. It's like 15, 20 minutes every day and it's really having an effect. So I'm actually in August. Keep in mind, if you haven't heard yet, I haven't formally announced it, but I did on the show the other night. Every day in August of this year at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to do 20 minutes on a phone call for I think it's up to 100 people can call in and do this to, to help this because I'm really inspired by what I'm seeing with her. Um, so keep that in mind and mark your calendars if you're into it. You can call in as many times during August as you want or not at all or do it once and decide it's not for you or call every day, whatever you want. But um, I'm really inspired by this because it's changing consciousness on a daily basis is what helps these things. So this is true for that persistent shoulder injury. This is true for that person who can't hear me, not even physical. The thing recurs as our energy fields vibrate things. So if I feel like I don't have the right to be heard, people won't hear me. If I feel like I don't have the right to be heard, people won't hear me. So if I observe the pattern, people don't hear me. I should assume that some part of me must, must not believe that I have the right to be heard or that I'm going to be heard. That's how symbolic sight works. Why is everybody, I, I go to all these three stores, or uh, seven stores in a month. And they're always giving me the wrong change. Like I'm being short, short changed like five or six cents every time. And I don't figure it out till later. And it's weird. Why? That's a pattern. There's a vibration that these people, it's not these people. These people are imaginary. They are, you are the, you're the entire universe manifesting the situation outside you. And that takes us to the end. There you have it. Uh, that's the intro to Intuitive Skills Development One class. Check out tdjacobs.com if you are interested in signing up for this small group, life-changing event. If you go there and you see that it's full, email me if you're interested and let me know, and I'll uh, keep you on a list for a future class and make sure that you are informed. Thanks again for listening. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Be well.